Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you so much for joining us here on the program. You know that uh, most of the programs that you hear, I go through a uh, about a minute and a half litany of information that is important, but I'm going to delay that because I want to jump right in to my very special guest, Diane Collins, returning guest. Love having her on the program because of the conversation we have, especially when it comes to quantum thinking. Do you quantum think? That's a good question. And, uh, you know, the answer, if it's not yes, it should be I will be as soon as I get a copy of Do You Quantum Think? Uh, it's the new way of thinking that will rock your world. Diane, welcome back to Tell Me Your Story. I can hardly wait to find out what it is we're going to be talking about. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Thank you so much, Richard. It's always just a complete sheer delight to be with you. Well, I have to I have to say it's the same here. Uh, we we have had some incredible conversations, and um, there are a couple of uh, interviews that are already up on my YouTube channel. Uh, for those who are not aware, we are on YouTube. The channel is, of course, tell me your story, where you can watch as well as listen to uh, these interviews. Uh, all of them that I've put up thus far, around about 140 uh, since. Well, actually, it's been about a year since I've been posting uh, the uh, the uh, interviews uh, via Zoom. So it's uh, been a lot of fun, and I've sort of reinvented myself too, Diane. Uh, when we last talked, I wasn't doing video editing. I am now, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. It really is. Okay, so for those who are just joining you for the first time here on Tell Me Your Story, who have not listened to any of the other interviews that you and I have done, in the last, I want to say the last year or so, year and a half maybe, um, let us define first and foremost what quantum thinking is versus the uh, good old regular thinking. <laughs> Compare and contrast, if you would, the please. The good old regular day. Okay. Uh, I want to say it a little bit differently today, okay. Richard, that quantum think is it's a system of thinking i will give a description not to keep people in in suspense but to that it is a system of thinking comprised of 21 principles which i call distinctions in new thinking and practices for the mind and awareness that are based in a new foundation for thinking and the new foundation for thinking is the more ex <clears throat> expanded and up-to-date worldview that is based in the assumptions of cutting-edge science, let's call it quantum, okay, and merging once again, because it, they were never separate, with spiritual wisdom that is universal and common to all mastery traditions. And what is my part? And putting that all together and making it practical, livable, modern wisdom, wisdom that we can use. So it's a system of these principles. But what I wanted to say in a, a slight and it's based in, a, let me say the premise, the premise is that 
we're in a quantum age, but we're still thinking from industrial age assumptions, beliefs, ideas. So you said, what's regular thinking? Well, that way of thinking, which is about a 400-year-old worldview, also known as scientific materialism or classical mechanical worldview because it gave rise, that thinking gave rise to the industrial age of machines. So quantum think is not about science. It's about how the discoveries of science, how these assumptions have shaped the way we think and how we can, of our own volition, update ourselves so that we can take a literal, and I do mean a literal quantum leap in consciousness and start to think from a more expansive, more expansive, more accurate worldview. So the regular view, so that's really the premise is that was what I call my revelation that we imagine we think freely and independently. And of course we all want to think of ourselves that way. And yet we don't to the extent that we cannot make a distinction between what's shaping our thinking, Uh, whether we're, okay, so let me say it this way. If thinking creates reality, which it does, and you don't have to be into esoteric, uh, you know, 5D dimensional reality thinking to to know this because we say, oh, let's think about this in a new way, right? Just Mm -hmm. in a very ordinary, everyday way, logical way, rational logic, our habits of thinking are generating our actions and therefore all of our results. And so when you look at this and you say, well, if thinking creates reality, what's creating our thinking? And that was my revelation, is that thinking, like everything in the universe, takes place as a system. And the system is based in the prevailing worldview. So again, quantum thinking is getting yourself up to date, like a new framework, a new perspective, a new foundation for thinking, in what I like to think of as an entertaining and easy way of doing it. Like I thought, let me just put this all together and make it easy for people because it's addressing those universal um, principles that are the core of our own being. So when people read it or listen to it, or I have a video program also watch it, it's that what's happening is it's, activating that expanded thinking, that expanded consciousness in each of us. And I'm doing it in a way that I articulate articulate it in a way that it becomes uh, what I like to say my quest and my purpose in life is to have us as a humanity go from knowing the wisdom to living it. And just two other things on it in my preliminary. Every time you ask me, I think, okay, what am I going to say this time? 
but it's really all it's really from my heart and soul and sincerity this is you know i i want to say it in a way that people can relate to it so it is a mastery practice and that's what i want us to really delve into today because i've been listening to some of your recent shows and you know i know that you're philosophical but more than philosophical and it's about living the wisdom and this is what's needed in our world because let's face it as you say and we know it's never really been that so and when you usually say at the beginning of your shows that tell me your story is to present tools that people can use and quantum think is a tool for us to attain personal mastery, command of our own state of being, command of our own mind. You know, I say the mantra, official, unofficial mantra of quantum think is when you master your mind, you master your life. Mind meaning not the cognitive part, click, 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 but mind meaning what we hold in awareness what we hold in consciousness mm -hmm. because what we are aware of what we are conscious of is our reality in that in that moment moment by moment and what we habitually hold we do of course affect you know the uh, body mind so that we're making those neural those brain connections and this becomes habitual so one one other thing about about the the um, contrast the distinction with quote regular thinking is that the industrial age thinking they it's it has oriented us the scientists of the 17th century and they said only physical matter is real and so everything has oriented us around the ordinary five senses so even though we know we're spiritual, we have souls, we connect to divine, whatever that is for any of us personally, and we know we have this multidimensional reality, but as a matter of habit, as and I'm speaking, generally speaking, obviously there are, you know, sometimes everybody's quantum thinking, whether they call it that or not, you know, we go back and forth into that deeper uh, reality that is more of what you would call the truth of existence. And we go back and forth between that and the automaticity that I say, blame it on the lovingly called old worldview, mm -hmm. the industrial age worldview, because we're not trading one in for another. We're expanding. So mm. that's what the difference is. That was a matter, I'll say it very simply, we're, we're taking that paradigm shift from thinking from a matter-based reality, physical-based reality, to a mind-based reality by acknowledging and honoring mind-to-mind -mind and mind-to-matter real influences, connections. And so 
that's, you know, I'm saying it in d different ways, but mm -hmm. those are some of the differences. But I think, again, going back to, and I want to hear what, of course, you have to say about that. To me, it's like, you know, <laughs> what was that thing with the, with the, um, uh, the Me Too, but it was like Time's Up thing. For me, it's, okay, that's some people, I don't want to talk about that, but I just that expression. For me, Time's Up. It's time for every one of us to actually choose a life of self-mastery. And that to me is what this whole transition into this new age, the Aquarian age, uh, where we're seeing the breakdown of the old, all the divisiveness that seems to be actually insane <laughs> in many ways. And looking at it from the larger cosmic perspective of an evolutionary leap that is really depends on each one of us to take that conscious leap ourselves, but not just to, it's to awaken, but it's also to master ourselves. Because until we can get past our automatic reactions and judgments and this and that, and, you know, and all the things that we know how we don't want to be, when we can achieve a command a presence of mind, a presence of being, living the wisdom of our spiritual nature. This is what, to me, it's about. Am I hearing you? Wait, I can't hear you. Our guest is Diane Collins, and Diane Collins uh, is uh, our guest here on the program, her website, dianecollins.com. The book is called Do You Quantum Think? And we are going to be continue our conversation with Diane as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, and we hope that you will stay with us. As we are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true, as I also say, looking for those new ways of living because obviously the old ways don't work. All you have to do is look around you. It doesn't take much. You know, Diane, what you brought to mind was rather interesting to me, especially considering the fact that I have this book right here, okay? And it is called, and you can't, there we go. We'll try to get a, a shot of it there. It's called The Impersonal Life. Going back to 1916, uh, Joseph Banner, who uh, channeled this particular work. You talked earlier in the first uh, part of our program about this aspect of thinking, and then asked, uh, sort of uh, posed the, the, the statement or question of how our thinking is, is framed, if you will, or, you know, or where it comes from. And what's fascinating and why I bring up this book, uh, The Impersonal Life, is because it talks about, it talks from the standpoint of, I will just, I'll use the term, the divine. Uh, the Divine is talking to us through this gentleman, Joseph Banner, 1916, uh, speaking to us one-on-one. -on -one. You who read this, and so forth and so on. And then it talks about thinking. And it says, you who are reading think that your ideas are your ideas. When in fact they're mine. And I let you think that they're yours. But they aren't. Um, as well as uh, other constructs that are con uh, talked about in, the, in, in this particular book. And by the way, this book, 
this actual book that I carry that has this new spine on it, this book is 40 years old. It was given to me on my 21st birthday by a dear friend of mine who has since passed, and uh, her name is Ramona, and uh, she gave this book to me uh, on my birthday that year, my 21st year. I have carried it with me ever since. Uh, the, the, bind, the spine got all busted up, so I took it and I had it rebound and put a spiral in there, so now I can fold it without worrying about it busting. But okay. it is most, <laughs> most fascinating because it actually addresses, and we're talking about over 100 years earlier than your book, uh, Do You Quantum Think, about where we come from, who we really are, why we are here. I even addresses reincarnation, says you think that when you go into, uh, 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 you do a, a regression, a reincarnation regression therapy, hypnosis, that you're tapping into other lives that you have lived, when in fact, when in fact, you are tapping into the other manifestations of mine, my manifestations. Again, this is the divine speaking. Right. And so this takes us to another level that you also mentioned, and that is our intuition. Now, this is one of the things I usually say at the front end of the program, that we ask people to participate in the decade of perfect vision of the 2020s, where we ask people to go within to listen to that still, small voice in that quiet, peaceful place, to get inspiration, to get encouragement, to get guidance, to relax, to find peace, and even to use your word, and I love this word, equanimity. Talk to us about this concept, the quantum think concept that you have developed, that you have created, and its relationship to that still small voice. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to say something about that, that book <laughs> and the divine saying, wait, it's not your thought, it's my thought, because this is something, and it will bring us into the uh, specifics of your question, Richard, but something I've thought about quite a bit and um, that is free will and determinism. And, you know, in, in university, I was a philosophy major. You talk about such things. It's always an either or. That's the old worldview thinking. But when you, I think, well, what is it that we can say for certain? And, of course, Rene Descartes was, you know, he said what he could say for certain is, I think, therefore I am. But I'm not going there because that was part of the reason we have the mind-body split, which isn't really a split. It's distinct, but not separate. That's a part of quantum thinking. There are distinctions in life, but no actual separations. But anyway, getting back to this, what could we actually say for sure? I thought this this my whole life and I think well we could say there's creation well as you said asked, where does it come from and in this channeled book that is beautiful that you're carrying it all this time and obviously <laughs> a very big um, important 
aspect of your own evolutionary uh, awareness that uh, you say, okay, there's creation. Okay, so there is some source. Not everybody uses the word God, as we know. Uh, we like to use the word divine. I like the word God. <laughs> it's like a catch-all. Uh, not for everybody, again, not for Buddhists, but we'll say that there's creation. So is everything for us predetermined? Well, I say in Do You Quantum Think, I don't think that we're, you know, puppets. So there's free, there's creation. And then if you even think of it in terms of we're made in the image of God, let's use divine just to make everybody hopefully happy, uh, that we have been granted in some everyday worldly sense, the power to create. And so when you look at, are we determined, you know, is there, and we know that because I like the mystic arts and I like to study astrology, which is the astrological wheel is, quote, a blueprint, a soul, S-O-U-L, blueprint. And you look at it, and what is it? Well, it's tendencies, uh, it's predilections, it's talents that are that you can develop. But whether you do or not, what what you do with those talents, gifts, predilections uh, is up to us. So it's the both and quantum thinking is a both and thinking that we're both the individuation of God, that book, right? It's like somebody, whoever the author is, well, the, it, let's say the author is telling the author, right? The divine author is telling the worldly author. <laughs> you think they're your thoughts, but they're my thoughts. And this is part of the both end is that we are, we could think of as one mind. And what is the mind? The mind of divine. But we become uh, individuations of the divine mind. And you know, the old story, as it was said, in the beginning, God was one, but he got bored, so he, <laughs> he differentiated, and he made the many. So yeah. it's, you know, I, I like to think of it as we'll never know all the answers for sure. But the interesting thing is, it's like, why do we like mysteries, right, in entertainment? It's like the divine made the ultimate mystery. It's like we'll never really know, even though... In some ways, we do have knowledge or we do feel something that is sacred, that is spiritual, that is real, that is emotional, that we, right, we experience. And at the same time, can we really explain all the whys and wherefores? Maybe not. So 
I forgot your question, <laughs> but um, because when you were talking about the book, it did remind me about that, is that if you think, oh, I know why I brought it up, because you look on the world and you say, okay, are there bad people? I mean, I talk to people who actually think there are, quote, evil people, um, you know, Personally, I don't hold that in my reality. I hold it as, you know, I heard you talking about the other day on, on your show with someone about, you know, may, it's the play of consciousness. Maybe they had to act that out. Somebody had to act out the murderer, the this, that. But to me, it's that we are at a time of an evolutionary leap in consciousness for the collective of humanity because everything evolves which means goes to the higher form so it is said that our whole galaxy is going to a higher frequency a higher light right mm -hmm. form of light that our uh, earth is also in that, you know, earth is a living entity, earth is evolving. And that every single one of us, this is, this is our path, is to evolve. And you could say to total self-realization, God-realization, or just going to the next higher form of ourselves. So if you look at this collectively and you say, well, can we get to a place that is actually transcends good and evil? Now, from what I've read, studied, heard, intuited, I don't think, I think there have been individuals, I know there have been uh, philosophers mm -hmm. who, uh, you know, beyond good and evil, that there's a good that's beyond good and evil, that, that duality. But I think, well, we've created collectively this reality. Now it's going to like the full tilt boogie of the good and evil, right? Mm -hmm. can, what if we can literally take a leap to transcend that story, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's not tell that story anymore. What it's boring. story? It's boring. Could we be telling? <laughs> huh? Right? It's boring. It's boring. Yeah. We're talking with so, Diane Collins. DianeCollins.com is the website. And Quantum Think. Do you Quantum Think? Hopefully after the end of this program you will. And we're going to continue here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. And we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. Diane Collins is my guest. And uh, fascinating conversation that we are having. You know, you've, you've brought up a number of things that I want to uh, dovetail off of. You've already mentioned the one mind. I was going to actually bring that up. But, boy, you just, it's like, you know where I'm going because we are of one mind. Um, <laughs> 
and uh, the duality aspect. That's true. I just want to say, that is actually true. That's one of the distinctions in quantum think. One of the principles is called being in one conversation. Anyway, go ahead. And, And now you have to ask yourself the question, if we are connected to that one mind, if we are linked and we are consciously aware, maybe that is the true definition of telepathy. That we're not actually exchanging thoughts. We're tapped into the same thoughts of the one mind. All right. So let me go on to the, uh, the duality concept and see what you think of this. Now, I've probably mentioned this to you before, but I will share it with you and our listeners again. I have struggled with the whole concept of duality. The ancient wisdom teachings tell us where we come from, the one. The ancient wisdom teachings tell us where we're going to, the one. So I say, then what in the Sam Hill are we doing here in this dualistic world? What's the point? Okay, well, uh, it's a rhetorical question. Here's how I, I, I make peace with the, the quote-unquote duality, which is of the old way of thinking. When you look out into the universe, look through the Hubble, Hubble, the Hubble telescope. I grew up on Hubble Street when I was a kid. I can't even say it. Hubble telescope. And you, um, <clears throat> you see the universe doing its thing. Supernovas exploding. Asteroids and meteors and comets flying around and crashing into this and that and the other thing. New stars made and old stars collapsing and black holes and all of this stuff. And what is your typical reaction as a human being? Ooh, ah, wow. Now, we go to the subatomic particle level. And we look at all of the stuff moving around and crashing into one of the uh, one another and doing this and dividing and subdividing and multiplying and uh, and on and on and on, basically as above so below, and we go ooh ah oh, wow isn't that it? I wonder why it's that well, that's bizarre da, da, da. but then when we come to our level of living, it's. Either, oh, wow, this is great, or, oh, my God, get me out of here. (laughs) Okay? Now, the universe at the macro and micro levels is doing what? What the universe does. There is no judgment. There's no plus or minus. There's no good or evil. And then I'll add one more point to this. In the New Testament, the, the, the passage reads, be perfect. Even as your father in heaven is perfect. What the heck is perfect? What does that mean? So I'm starting, I'm reading, I've read the Bible a number of times, and I'm thinking, okay, well, let's go back to the Old Testament, you know? You know, God is neither good nor evil. He's neither right nor wrong. God is just, if it is even a he, God is just God. The divine is just the divine. And in the Old Testament, in the Psalms, it talks, I am, even in in the, the impersonal life, it says, I am that I am. So to be perfect is to what? To be. Not good. Not evil. Not right or wrong. Not white or black. Not up or down. Not left or right. It's just to be. So if that's the case with the creator, the divine... That the divine is not dual only in our books. By the way, 
wisdom, truth, is only truth until it is written down. Okay, put that aside. So that's kind of where I come from when it comes to the whole concept of duality. There isn't any duality except in our own minds. We are the ones who pass judgment on what happens outside of us. Well, this is why I was bringing up the point um, about mastery because and the idea that there's creation right mm -hmm. be being there's being yeah and being is creation and we have the opportunity to create at the extent to which a human being can create we're creating our worldly life on earth mm -hmm. with one another so to your point about there's no absolute reality around duality right we we live in duality people say we need the contrast because that's what enables us to see right you need the dark so you can see the light mm. etc but mm -hmm. the point that i think the bigger point now is that we have choice and so the reason I brought up about, are there really, you know, just people that are just evil? No, it's there in, in uh, the quantum physicists, and I actually learned this from one of them, Amit Goswami, and they talk about the possible world and the actual world. The possible world has existence. The possible world is infinite possibility. So when you say, what is God? The reason that we can't say what is God cannot be defined because it's infinite beyond, beyond, beyond what our mind in a given moment in the finiteness of our mind in a given moment, our mind is infinite, but in a given moment, the finite, of, we can never define it. And so we all relate in different ways, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you like chocolate. I like vanilla. You like Buddha. I like Jesus. You know, whatever. It's not even a like. It's that for whatever we're drawn to that figurehead that represents the presence of God on earth. Yeah. So to the extent that we talk about self-realization or having choice, what I call awakened thinking, awakened awareness, because there's awareness and then there's awakened awareness. Awakened awareness is awareness beyond any automatic conditioning, beyond any automatic beliefs that you were brought up with. Uh, I did a, an Instagram post, can you think beyond your own beliefs? Because we do have preferences. We do have beliefs. However, to live in a transcendent state is the state of mastery because from that state, we can choose. So even if you're brought up now, there's, you know, the big thing that is, is in the public uh, narrative right now about racism and, and these things. But let's say uh, everybody's a racist you know, in some way or another. <laughs> I don't believe that, of course, but no. I'm just saying the narrative is yeah. crazy out there. And does it mean that in, it's not real and valid that we have bias, we have prejudice? Yes, we do. And so 
if we can choose a state of mastery, even if you automatically feel some kind of reaction to someone who looks different than you do, who thinks different than you do, who has a, holds a different political view than you do, we don't have to be stuck with it. And I think this is the whole, this is the, the, what we're, what we're here for now mm-hmm. is to move into a state to, and I want to get that, I just, that reminded me of what you were saying about connecting, mm-hmm. is that in an infinite possibility universe, infinite possibility being the number three of 21 distinctions in the quantum thing system, that um, everything inf- is infinitely possible in the possible world, in the world that is not yet manifest. That's the possible world. So the question is, what becomes manifest? Now, as human beings, consider that we are the possibility of every and all human traits, meaning the the good, the bad, the ugly, Mm -hmm. and the sublime, Mm -hmm. right? Now, the question is, and this is an aspect of quantum thinking, which is why it's a mastery practice and why it's important. What are you going to manifest? Mm -hmm. Because the idea is the old worldview, the industrial age worldview wanted to, you know, it was like, if you think of it, wanted to predict and control nature. You know, if we could figure out what, you know, matter is, get it down to its constituent parts. How does it work together in a cause and effect mechanical way? Then we could control everything. So in a way, we're very much conditioned to want to think of things as static and fixed. And that's the way it is. So map that on to like, you know, oh, my husband. Oh, he's just uh, self-centered. That's the way it is. And he's never going to change or, you know, Mm -hmm. we have uh, hunger in the world. No, it'll never change. We'll always have war. This is not quantum thinking. (laughs) No. This is where we want to take the leap from. Because as you were bringing up in in the one mind and you were talking about telepathy, what are we actually doing? I think of it like, you know, the Internet, of course, is the perfect extension of us the perfect metaphor of mind because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's you're not traveling no you're connecting right so if you think of one mind of infinite possibility universe what is going to be your manifest reality well whatever you choose or automatically react react to whatever you choose to connect to and this is something that is when people when you actually get this you know like oh wow you know do we have to go through you know years of therapy i'm not putting it down but maybe it's not necessary yeah 
maybe as one of my great meditation masters who has passed to the other side said, you want to know how to not be angry? Don't be angry. <laughs> and as I wrote, you know, in the West, it's like, we don't want to believe that. No, let's go into analysis. Why am I angry? Oh, because, you know, my mother was angry when I was a kid. And then I had a teacher that was angry or somebody told me I was angry and I believed it. The fact is, and then we have, right, as I lovingly call the consciousness crowd, of which we are, where you say, oh, be in the moment, you know, the spiritual wisdom, be in the moment. Uh, there's only the here and now. There is nothing else. Mm -hmm. Well, if you take that to heart, that tr the truth of it, and you live that wisdom, you literally can just not be angry. And, you know, I work with my husband, Alan Collins, Master Quantum Think Coach, and we've delivered, you know, quantum thinking programs to corporations, to entrepreneurs, just public thing, all for years and years. This is, you know, more than 20 years. I hate to say the number of years. <laughs> How old am I? No, but let's just say we've been doing it successfully for a, a number of years. And, and it's like that book. Yes. Thank you, Divine Source, mm -hmm. for allowing this to come through me. How does it work? You know, it works. And the reason it works is because it is universal wisdom that comes from divine source that I've been given the, um, the gifts of being able to articulate for people in such a way that it activates and they can start living it. Mm. So what I was going to say is, you know, this simple thing, oh, you want to know how, can you really shift your state in an instant in this moment? Yes, you can. And we have seen our clients do it over and over again. Mm -hmm. We've seen it. Yeah. This is Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan. She is Diane Collins. DianeCollins.com is the website. And you are listening to New Paradigms for a New World. As we are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true here on the program every uh well, every Sunday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Mondays at 1 a.m. in our special edition of Tell Me Your Story, Wednesdays at 9 a.m., a new addition to the Tell Me Your Story lineup. But we also have podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations. We're also on YouTube where you can watch and listen to these interviews. We hope that you will subscribe either or or both to the podcast as well as the video cast, the channel on YouTube is Tell Me Your Story. We hope that you will take advantage of that as we continue our conversation here on Tell Me Your Story with Diane Collins here as we speak of new paradigms for a new world and quantum think. And I'm Richard Dugan, your host. And uh, Diane, I wanted to ask you as we continue here on the program about this uh, this aspect of um, we have eight billion people on the planet, 
maybe as as this conversation is being heard, there are now a total of eight billion plus. Okay, I mean, and it makes me think, in light of what you said earlier, of a film I saw in school. They showed this film to us to help us to understand what a hologram was. They had this sheet of glass. It was specially treated. And they took this photograph and they impressed it upon the the glass. And you could rotate it and turn it and it was three-dimensional. Then they broke the glass. And every piece of glass had the whole image in it. And so it gets me to wondering about... The fact, you know, you talk about, we talked about um, the one mind and and then the connection. I love the fact that uh, uh, the Internet is an outer manifestation of our interconnectedness. Uh, And the, the fact that each of us as individuals has a different role to play in this world, uh, and going back to your other point, too, about uh, uh, the fact that each one of us has all of the same potentiality, but not necessarily manifesting all of those elements of potentiality. We only, we only manifest certain ones that, shall we say, serve us in this given lifetime. Okay? I'm not going to manifest... The, the attributes that you manifest and vice versa, or that your husband manifests, or and so forth. Um, and it's the same thing with uh, the material world in terms of people wanting stuff. I think of, uh, for example, the secret, you know, and how, oh, uh, law of attraction, and I'm bringing it in. And, well, not everybody wants the same thing. So there's more than enough for everybody. And so when you use the analogy of the hungry, the hungry on the planet, we don't have to have the hungry. No, we do not kill them off, okay? This is not the purge, okay? <laughs> or the hunger games. We feed them. There is more than enough on this planet. It's the distribution, as I say, that's the problem. But that aside, if we can imagine a world with or without, I love John Lennon's song. I know a lot of people have a problem with it. Imagine there's no religion. Well, you know what? I like to use the the phrase philosophy, the word philosophy. Because even if there were no religion, there would still be a philosophy. And each one of us would have our own. So now there are 8 billion different philosophies on the planet. And we use the analogy of the circle and the points on that circle. And there's an event taking place in the middle of that circle. What I want is to be able to move around that circle to different points to get a different view so that I can get as broad a perspective of what that event is all about. You've heard this saying about a car accident. You can have 10 people watch this car accident. You go interview each one of them, you're going to get 10 different answers. But none of them are wrong. It's just their perception from their perspective. So when we start talking about quantum think, this is where we're headed. Does does the phrase, where does the phrase, we create our own reality fall? In the old way of thinking or in the new quantum think? 
or somewhere that, in the middle? That's a very intriguing, interesting question. And we create our reality. Well, I don't know that it falls into one or the other. I think that uh, from ordinary rational thinking, which again, we're not trading one end for that end for quantum thinking. It's an expansion because you brought up a hologram. The very first principle in quantum think is called holistic in holographic mm. that we're in a universe of whole systems but we tend we've been brought up to think in parts and compartmentalizing you know spirit and matter you know but everything is one connected whole with with infinite uh differentiation so distinctions but no actual separation so when you say will you create our reality well if you were thinking from a worldview that's physical matter related, so it would be, um, for example, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh -huh. Evidence-based reality, okay? So it's not, so again, as you say, 8 billion people, 8 billion perspectives, 8 billion uh, ways that we relate to reality, or philosophy, you know, 8 mm -hmm. billion philosophies is just saying. So it's like, it, de it depends. And it really is about how you choose to be related to what you know, because from the old world industrial age, scientific materialism worldview, creating reality, the method and the understanding of it would be different. It's that you have to push or pull on circumstances to get something to happen, for example. So we're not, it's not like we're actually uh, thinking, oh, I'm, I'm thinking from an industrial age worldview or I'm thinking from a quantum age worldview. It's in the background of the culture. Yeah. So it's shaping us, it's conditioning us. But when you have it as a distinction, that is to bring it into your awareness in the present in such a way that you have choice, that you can await, you can see all aspects of it. So if you say you create your reality from a quantum thing perspective, and of course, I have quite a few chapters in my book. By the way, I did want to mention <laughs> my name is spelled with two N's. So if you look up Diane Collins with one N, it's a photographer. But if you look up Diane Collins with two, it's me. There you anyway, go. Anyway, you mentioned it a few times. So thank you for letting me say that. But mm -hmm. so do you quantum think the book is in two parts? Part one, wake up. I'm a little bit maverick myself. So it's like, oh, you want me to quantum think? Why should I? And it's all about our situation mm. as a humanity and chapters about these different worldviews, how it shapes us, wisdom, mastery, mind, these are in light stories all about the 4,200 literally that I found in my research recorded different religions and philosophies and that are actually registered in this world. Yeah. So 
one religion no 4200 plus so when you when you look at you know and then part two of the book is oh i'm not just saying you should go on and think here you can here's the system so in the system of, that's the part two the 21 uh distinctions of the quantum thing system that we're talking from as you say all these different perspectives on how we create reality and if you study the science and if you study the wisdom traditions including religious traditions in the beginning there was the word and so when you start to get a real understanding of well how do we create reality and you start to realize that sound resonance mm -hmm. a frequency you know everybody's like oh everything is energy well okay it's that's right there's an energetic dimension there's a physical dimension there's a uh you know spiritual dimension of the heart I, I make these i i distinguish seven different dimensions the esoteric of the soul the divine but when you look at the cosmic dimension and you look at these laws of the universe that sound comes into formation and there are all these different ways of looking at it through sacred geometry form uh there's a there is there was a, a bulgarian master who i started reading um omram uh, ivanov omram mikhail ivanov from bulgaria has passed on and a friend of mine turned me on to a lot of his books and he's he says so i i reference him several times in my book he says if you focus on if you have a thought like you meditate on a word for like a concept mm -hmm. for a long time deeply you will see a geometric shape it takes form so you think well how does it do you know so when you say thought you know we create reality well, are we pushing reality around, you know, in the old world view, whatever circumstances we have, uh, we have to manipulate ourselves around it, kill it off if we don't like it, or, you know, ignore it, or whatever, that would be that matter based way of creating reality, where in quantum think way of creating reality, you realize that it's infinite possibility we've been given what i call the five natural faculties of mind that are the dynamic tools of creation for human beings that were born with by virtue of human divine gifts by a human birthright intent intuition subtle energy resonance and meditation which I consider a natural faculty, a state, like you've talked about this, the, that stillness, mm -hmm. that inner, which, and they all relate together. So thought, 
um, in the form of intent, and I consider intent not a future goal like intention, but intent and activation of your personal resonant field that takes infinite possibility and narrows it down into a probability wave field so that from a statement of intent, because it makes your life and your goals more specific, mm -hmm. um, that you will, if you can uh, conjure that resonant field for yourself, we're doing it all the time, by the way, you know, either on, <laughs> and we call it an unaware state, mm -hmm. or an aware state, yeah. we're always some resonance, right? We're always attracting something, or yeah. as I say, you wake up on a bad hair day, and then you attract, oh, one calamity after another. Or, you know, you wake up on a bad hair day and you say, you know what? I'm a quantum thinker. Okay, let me let that reality go back into the void. Mm -hmm. And what do I want to create today? I usually create every day. I have it written down, but I think of it. Today is a glorious day. Mm -hmm. And so intent as a creation dynamic, the active dynamic of creation that we've been given, intent, uh, it's not true or false. Getting back to the either or, right? Mm -hmm. The, the uh, dualistic, it's ni neither true nor false. So this is creating reality in a quantum domain. It is a chosen context. It's a context that you, that I am choosing to live from for today because I don't have to be at the effect. I don't have to be a victim of whatever automaticity of emotion that I woke up into. I am not stuck with that. And this is a <clears throat> very important from a quantum worldview, there are no fixed realities because reality is energy in flux, mm -hmm. intelligent, informed, right? Energy. And so you're, and it's always shifting and changing. So it becomes a question of, again, what are we going to focus on? And that you're not stuck. Now, it's not. Pollyanna, it's not like, oh, well, that doesn't exist, you know. Yeah. Or, wait, I want a million dollars. Why isn't it in my hand right now if these things are real? Because it doesn't work that way, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, in the physical. I think I remember Deepak once saying, Deepak Chopra saying, you know, it takes a little bit longer for the physical to manifest. But you know what? We can instantly manifest in the non-material domain mm -hmm. of relational fields where most of our life takes place. Right. Relation to other people, mm -hmm. relation to ourselves, relation right. to our pets. In that area, it can be an instantaneous shift. And that's why the guru master said, you want to know how to not be angry? Don't be angry because if you can be in that transcendent state where all masters live while still fully engaging in the richness 
of whatever roles we play in this worldly, beautiful play of life on this sparkling planet, then you can choose. You can choose another state. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just, (laughs) I was, I'm, my husband and I are really into tennis and uh, we don't get to play that. We play every week, but with a coach, but I used, when I first started playing years ago, I had this, this tennis coach and um, she was from New York and she was adorable. And her name was Alice. And she said, and every time I would miss a shot in the lesson, I would go, darn, you know, Mm -hmm. And she would say to me, Diane, don't have a mini depression after every <laughs> after every shot. Just get back, put your racket back and swing. Next point, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, like a, a saying that we use, right? <laughs> like whenever we get into a bad state, and we say, we don't have to be stuck in this reality right in this moment. You know, you could be in an argument or something with those you love the most. And then we say, okay, next point. And it's that you want to know how not to be that way? Don't be that way. Next point, move into another state because you know you can. That's mm-hmm. creating reality. We're talking with Diane Collins, and uh, she is uh, telling us about uh, how to quantum think. Do you quantum think? Title of the book, DianeCollins.com, and that's Diane with two N's, folks, two N's. We'll be linked to your website as well, so we hope that people will go to your website and find out more about uh, the work that you are doing regarding quantum think. And this is Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. And you mentioned about choices, and uh, of course we talk about choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true, and we encourage people to listen to these programs and realize that you always have choices. You may not know what they are right now, and that's why you need to get educated. And I'm not talking about uh, the 12 years of of, uh, primary and secondary, or even post, I'm talking about learning about what is out there. If we know that we have the potentiality for all of these different human attributes or tools, if you will, then we can go out and do a lot of stuff. But you raised something, Diane, I got to touch upon before we wrap this up. Uh, We may be here another 10 minutes for all I know, but I'm going to bring this up anyway. Okay. (laughs) There is an old saying that you can't change other people, and I found out that's a lie. It is a bold-faced, old way of thinking lie. And you know why? It's because of what you have been talking about. If we are connected and we begin the process to consciously quantum think, okay, and we are interconnected just as we are on the Internet, only on a spiritual level, on a consciousness level, on the one mind level, And we resonate a certain vibration when we are in a certain state. I won't say emotion, but state. And the people around us are going to be 
potentially influenced by our vibration that we put out in the state we're in, then they're either going to be drawn to us, sort of the law of attraction, because they want more of what we have. They would like to have that state too. Or they're going to be those who are not consciously thinking. They're reacting. And they want to get just as far away from us as we they possibly can. <laughs> now, that's changing people. Okay? So, but we are not... Our intent is not to do it consciously. Our intent is not to change people. It is not up to us. It's up to them. It's, it's like uh, um, uh, the third phase that I went through of a particular individual over the last previous four years. And I got to the place where I was able to say, what is it that you're so afraid of that you behave this way? I'm not asking you to change, okay? I need to understand why you are like this so that I can understand it, put it to the side and move on. That's the reason you can continue to behave in whatever way you want. That is your life. That is your choice. You are, you are as you are as much uh, uh, you have as much human right to behave in the way that you do as I do. OK, whether I like it or not, doesn't matter. OK, but I want to understand. And that's where I'm coming from. So isn't the reality that when we start to quantum think, we will change the lives of the people around us? Some for a greater, uh, some at a greater level, some at a lesser level, but they are going to change as we change. Yes. Let me say it a slightly different way. First of all, the other aspect of a quantum worldview that we're not used to thinking this, relating this way, because we're brought up to see, as Einstein, the particles and not the field, but we exist in fields. So exactly what you're saying, Richard, we exist in relational fields. It's why you can, as you said, somebody can walk in a room, you didn't, they didn't hear a word you said, but they get a good vibe or a bad vibe, and they're either attracted there because they're in the similar simpatico frequency range or not and run out of them. So we inf we influence fields. Now, the reason people, I think people would say we can't change people because the old world way of thinking is manipulation, force, push, and pull. That is all of what comes the thinking from the industrial age most of it is still relevant genius and important in certain areas of life but if you want to create reality if you want to improve your relationships if you want to feel good within yourself and feel you're in command in this you know chaotic world that we're in today then that takes something else. So can we change other people? We influence. That's the word I would say. Okay. We can shift the state. And I'll tell you a real world, <laughs> a real world, real example that just I did the other day that, <clears throat> and I told my husband afterwards, well, my husband is a really good tennis player. And he was, you know, we were, double Spartans playing against this other people that we play with every week. And 
the other day, Saturday, he was playing really poorly, just had some dental work, whatever. And so I was in my unaware intent emanation. And I was thinking, oh, come on, Alan, you know, like get it together. You know, you're making it. (laughs) I had all those thoughts that we have, all the judgments. And then I caught myself. Now, this is the thing. It's not like you become, you know, all of a sudden, well, you are perfect, but going back to the perfection in the Mm -hmm. Bible, but different type because being in command, as I say, mastery, it's a moment by moment proposition. Transformation is not a one-time event and mastery is, you know, not forever. It's moment by moment in the moment. So in the moment I saw myself making him wrong and i realized wait a minute what am i sending out in this energy field i made a choice right in that moment to send him you know this kind of sounds like bs but it's actually verbatim true and it just happened the other day and i thought i'm going to create the intent and send him really good energy and see him you know like because i knew he was a little down because of the dental thing and that's what i did i sent him from i consciously generated energetic in the field between us that we were in and i tell you this he immediately started playing his A game. And that's a true, that's true. So when you say, can we change people? It wasn't like I went up to him. I said, come on, Alan, you got to play better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, would, he would never hear that from me. So I wouldn't even have an opportunity to do that. But <laughs> it's like, not like you change people like that. But mm-hmm. as you say, I shifted my state. Mm-hmm. If you're in a state of making someone wrong, even if it's not voiced, right? Right. In the open, that energetic is being received because we are in connection. Right. So when we see that we're doing that and we're wondering why, well, why is this person acting so mean? Or why is this person acting like a jerk? Or, you know, people, I always say, People go to France and they go, oh, the Parisians, they're so rude. Well, other people go and they go, oh, the Parisians, they're so lovely. Why? Because that's a, for another show. We The core distinction of quantum think and the quantum world, observer effect, we live in an observer-created reality. What you bring to your observation is what you generate as an emanation. It's what you resonate. It's what you attract. And I'll go back and say once again that we do not change other people consciously. It's just by virtue of our evolving, our raising our consciousness, that, uh, what was the word that you used? Influences? Say again? Effects. Effects, It's more than influence. Yeah. It's a very deep effect. Yeah. It's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not a cause and effect. No, 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 no. And again, right. uh, and our intent must stay on ourselves as far as I want to improve me. That's what I want to do. I, 
it's not that I don't care about you. Don't get me wrong. But I have to work on me. If I'm going to make this world a better place, i got to make me a better person. And that's what we're talking about here with Diane Collins about uh, Quantum Think. Do you quantum think? Get a copy of the book at DianeCollins.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all of the great outlets. And Diane is spelled with two N's, and you're listening to Tell Me Your Story. And uh, as I always do at the end of these programs, Diane, I always ask the three fundamental questions uh, that I've asked you probably three or four times. And sometimes the answers change. So I'm going to ask the questions of you again here on the program as we wrap things up. But before I do, I want to talk to you, the listener and the viewer. And I want to remind you that we're here Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. But don't forget about the 9 a.m. A Wednesday edition. It's a special edition of uh, Tell Me Your Story, 9 a.m. on Wednesdays. We have podcasts of all of these programs, the long form, the entire interview. This one is over an hour and 10 minutes right now. And uh, you're going to want to you're going to want to tune in to the whole interview. Get all the information as well as go to DianeCollins.com. But I also want to remind you that we are on uh, um, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry. We're also on iHeart and Amazon Music, as many other, as well as many other places. And we're also on YouTube. Tell me your story is the name of the channel on YouTube, where you can subscribe, where you can watch these interviews and uh, get to know us a little better. I think we also encourage you that if you're able to do so and you like what we're bringing you, the conversations we're having, the information that we're bringing you, and you can support us financially, you know we would be so grateful for any support that you can send our way. Any amount is welcome. All you have to do is go to PayPal, go to the send link, and then put in the email address richard at richarddugan.com. There's also a link on the homepage of richarddugan.com where you can just click and boom, it takes you there. So whatever you can do, thank you, thank you, thank you, and also participate in the decade of Perfect Vision, the 2020s, uh, where you can go within, get the answers you need for yourself, uh, and only for you. You don't get answers for other people, because it's your inner voice. It's your inner life, okay? And uh, get to know who you are. I know, I know we've talked about it before. It can get kind of scary going in there because we do have a dark side as well as a light side. But you need to know all about who you are because that's what makes you who you are. You cannot get rid of any part of who you were, of your past, of your history. Perceptions can change, but the actual events uh, that took place. You can't change those. You can change the way you look at them. And maybe we'll talk about that uh, on another program, Diane, uh, as we talk more about quantum think. So with all of that being said, first of the three questions are, as uh, as always, who is Diane Collins? As I was just writing the other day, I like to think of myself as a girl with a new point of view. And Today, I would say, I like to just think of it that way because I like to give a point of view that will always work for everyone and particularly dedicated to everyone being a masterful being on this planet. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve with the work that you are doing now? Exactly that, that... Uh, quantum thinking, that we live in a quantum thinking world. And, you know, not because it's like that, that little channel book. It came through me. 
I didn't one day say, oh, I think I'll create a new system of thinking. It was like I got the cosmic tap on the shoulder and to get this out. And so what I want to achieve is through people expanding the way that they think, the way that they relate to themselves and reality and each other, that we have a harmonious, productive, joyful, blissed out world. And finally, maybe the same answer, what is your life's purpose? My life's purpose, right, it's, it's all related, but if I could, if I put it into something more individualistic of something that uh, continues to, to, to um, invigorate me, it is that we go from, as a humanity, from merely knowing the wisdom conceptually, all the wisdom is available to us, 6,000 plus years of it, to that we go from knowing it to actually living it, to being the walking, talking embodiments of our highest, most divine, beautiful nature. Diane Collins, thank you so much for joining us here on the program. I really do appreciate uh, the time that you've given us on this edition of Tell Me Your Story. And uh, it's a guaranteed, uh, it's a guarantee, folks. You will be back. We will have you back again to talk more about this, dive more into intuition and also some of the other areas we haven't had a chance to get into because there's a lot to cover in Quantum Think. Do You Quantum Think's the title of the book. And again, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank and I you thank for you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to lol.